Alright, I'm gonna go full NPR on y'all. Hello and welcome to a new episode of One Shot. I'm your host, Noir. You can use my pronouns, he, they. For the next few episodes, I'll be running a group of heroes through Magpie Games. I can't keep that up. I'm going to be running uh, a couple of heroes through Magpie Games Urban Shadows. Urban Shadows is a game that imagines what it would be like in a populated city like New York, Chicago, or L.A., uh, but with supernatural creatures coexisting in it. So I truly hope that you enjoy the story. Thank you so much for listening, and hold on to your butts, because here we go. Hello and welcome to our one shot of Urban Shadows. Very excited to be running this at One Shot Network and I've got a fantastic group of people to run through this really spooky, uh, not really, uh, but uh, supernatural story with. Let's, you know, let's get to the most important part of any story, which are the people that make it happen, uh, starting with the fantastic Anita. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and where we can find you. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Nita, otherwise known as Panita or Critical Misses on the internet. Um, I'm a TTRPG streamer, graphic designer, producer, and cat mom about the space. Uh, and I'm very, very excited to uh, to play some Urban Shadows. It's been a while since I've done PBTA game uh, specifically jammed by Noir. And <laughs> it's always a treat when it happens. Oh, thank you for buttering me up. I feel, I feel more comfy already. Does that mean I get an advancement? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> next up, we've got the outstanding Sam. Well, I don't do an excess of standing, but hello. <laughs> I am Sam DeLove, and I may just be the problem today. I'm a role-playing performer and variety streamer throughout the Twitchernet, as well as a science communicator, and I have yet to play Urban Shadows, so I'm very excited, as well as my first time playing a PBTA. It's my safety blanket of a TTRPG. It's just so comfy. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got the incredible Eric. Oh, and Hulk is one of my favorite characters, so I appreciate that. <laughs> um, hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Eric Campbell. Uh, I go by 16-bit Eric across all the socials on Twitch and Twitter and everything else. And uh, I'm primarily a GM, a professional GM. Been doing it since the old days over at Geek and Sundry and uh, still doing it today. I'm also a blossoming comic book writer and a uh, producer. And I'm very excited to be here to absolutely sabotage uh, Noir's <laughs> game. Uh, I, uh, my, you found my cheat code in uh, introducing Amazing Cast, which is just <laughs> giving some comic book-like titles before <laughs> Uh Speaking of, we've got the spectacular Stella. Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and where we can find you. Hello, hello. I'm Stella Luna on Twitch, Stella Luna TV on all other social media. I'm a Twitch partner, TTRPG producer, and performer. This will actually be my first time playing Urban Shadows, but I had the absolute pleasure of producing two mini seasons of Noir GMing it, and it was fantastic. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Now, just a little bit about the game Urban Shadows. Urban Shadows very much follows in the trend of things like 
underworld where we are all living in a modern metropolis city and some of us are a little less human than we seem. There are werewolves, vampires, fey, demons, angels, the like. Uh, and there's a tenuous peace between all of the creatures that live in the city and a very common understanding that we don't want the humans to find out about us because when humans find out about things, they have a way of, uh, well, wrecking it. So with, with this, uh, with this, the same as with many other PBTA games, character creation is part of the storytelling in the sense that all of these characters are going to be bound by each other through the game's currency, which is debt. When you make your characters, you're going to define who that character is. And then there's going to be another step where you define how these characters know each other through debts. For example, let's say that I am a werewolf that... Oh, I wasn't paying attention. A full moon came and I started to change. And let's say my wizard buddy, Anita, realized that I was about to change and got me out of the way of the public. And then I go full wolf and come back. I now owe a debt to Anita because he got me out of that bad situation. Now, that's how we may know each other. But here's the really interesting thing about debts in this system you can use them like currency. Let's say that my wizard friend Anita, well, she pissed off a pack, doing some sort of magic trick and then it pissed off a whole pack and now werewolves are after Anita. Anita would then go, hey, I'm in trouble. Luckily, I know a werewolf. Can you talk to them on my behest? At that point, my character is left with the option of honoring the debt, which the debt goes away, very good things. Or not honoring the debt, that means that not only does my reputation suffer from everybody, but it especially suffers with whatever faction the character who pulled the debt is from. The different factions being that of power. Power are like mortals that are enhanced. You got like your wizards, you've got your Packed of people who have made deals with demons, hunters, unfortunately. <laughs> then you've got your wild, which are which are aspects of nature that have taken on powers of their own. Your fey, your wolves, that sort of thing. Then there's the night faction, and of course the mundane faction, mundane being ordinary heroes. We'll get into that as we make these characters. So I would like to start with you, Anita, have you taken a look at the playbooks and is there one that you're interested in? Uh, yes, I'm actually looking at the Sworn playbook, but I'm going to play it less like a cop and more like a high-powered lawyer. <laughs> I, well, I love that. So what we're going to do here as a team is we're going to go take a look at the Sworn and then there's some questions that we need to ask and then we move on to the next person. And then once we have everybody's characters established, that's when we start to make our debts, and that's when we go into our story. It's a very simple process. Generally takes about five to ten minutes per person, and then the story just goes from there. I'm going to leave you to, you know, pick what moves you want. Absolutely. That is completely a personal choice. But the things that we need to figure out are the intro questions, which is 
the, the sworn, like you said, is someone that has sworn an oath. They've gotten, they've gotten their powers through that oath. Your first intro question is, why did you swear your oath? I think I swore my oath to uphold the law and initially, uh, but eventually I was hired on to a high-powered law firm that might deal with a more supernatural clientele, keeping them out of trouble and keeping them out of prison if things go wrong. And I think I liked the, the sort of power that that gave me. And uh, I chose to swear an oath to them instead, to uh, a group of immortals who might enjoy staying out of the public spotlight and having someone else go out to represent them. Because, of course, you know, with the modern accoutrement of cameras and the like, people might start asking questions when the same person that's existed for the last 30 years has stopped aging. So you swore an oath and you work for a group of immortals in the city. I like it. Your next question is, how long have you been in the city? Of course, the city being Chicago, because that's where all my games are set, because it's the best city. <laughs> LA's a close second, so I gotta give it to him. <laughs> uh, so I am, I, I think that uh, my character, who I have decided on the name of Gideon St. Laurent Esquire. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gideon has been in Chicago for probably about 15 years. They attended law school here. All right. Uh, and who trained you in the ways of your order? Oh, that would be the chief partner at the firm. All right. And do we have a name? That would be uh, Mr. Braxton. Mr. Braxton. All right. You just rattling off those names like like it wasn't the most terrifying question someone could ask you is so impressive. To me. <laughs> One of my superpowers is being able to name things. The name was right there. You, I, I, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Magic. All right. And next, what marks you as different from the masters you serve? I think that occasionally uh, Gideon ends up being like a little bit more soft-hearted. If they send Gideon after perhaps just someone on, I don't know, copyright infringement or like just someone who Gideon can see is struggling, they they tend to maybe go a little softer on certain individuals in that Listen, I can't necessarily get you out of the legal trouble that you're in, but if you if you want to look up the following cases, maybe that might make this a little bit easier on you. So you serve as the gentle hand to this ancient group of immortals. Uh, d don't get me wrong. Gideon can be the hard ass when it calls for it. So I think Gideon can be a hard ass when it comes to it. But if there's like a sad case or someone who... Gideon perceives as hard done by, like, they will be, like, a little easier on uh, more of the carrot than the stick. Okay. So those are your intro questions, just so we all have an idea of who Gideon is. Now, we, we move over to your starting year. You, you start with a luxurious house or apartment, a fancy car, an expensive smartphone, and one backup weapon of your choice. You have the choice between a Beretta, a hunting knife, or a sawed-off shotgun, which one does Gideon walk around with? It's going to be... The Beretta is, is tempting, but I like the sawed-off shotgun more. 
okay. It's not very subtle. I like it. <laughs> like I said, Gideon can be the hard ass, but doesn't necessarily like to. All right. And well, that is Gideon. We're going to come back to Gideon once we have a fully idea, a full idea of everyone else so that we can do the debt questions. But that's going to move us to our next uh, our next character. Now, I've got a lot of responsibility as the host, so I don't want to pick on somebody. So we're going to do the vol- we're going to do the popcorn Me? system. Oh, okay. Well, Sam, Sam is so- <laughs> this make that a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, what playbook will you be running today, Sam? I will be playing the Fae. Yes! I mean, cool. <laughs> We've got a few questions for you. Uh, I didn't the- do it. <laughs> You're already in the character. Um, let's start with let's start with your uh, your name. Honestly, I skipped that with uh, Anita, but you already had it ready. Do we have a name for your character, Sam? Foxglove. And can I get the spelling? F O X G L O V E. Like the common name for digitalis. <laughs> nice. All right. So foxglove. Let's start with your intro questions. Why did you leave your homeland? The homeland, of course, being the realm of the Fae. I was curious. Oh, and how long have you been in the city? Well, linear time is bothering me. We don't really do that where I'm from, but new, I feel new in town. Feels new in town. Reminds me of that uh, joke from... uh, What's his face? <laughs> oh, I know what's his John face. John Mulaney. There it is. Oh. <laughs> and what do you love most about humanity? They have the most interesting emotional reactions. It's never what I expect. Sometimes <laughs> that goes poorly for me. I haven't figured out why. <laughs> and who is your closest confidant or lover? Oh, goodness. Could we loop back to that once I've met people? Absolutely. Ooh, maybe making a PC. I like it. And what do you desperately need? I desperately need something exciting to happen right now. If it's not happening right now, I I, I need to go where it is. (laughs) Awesome. Now, we move over to your starting gear. You start with a comfortable house or apartment or a decent car uh, or a smartphone or a relic from your homeland or a symbol of your court, sun, moon, storm, winter, or spring. You have to pick one of them, I believe. Yeah. So it's either a comfortable house or apartment, decent car and smartphone or a relic from your homeland or a symbol from your court. Oh, I really shouldn't drive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I will bring a relic from my homeland, because what works better than bringing fey nonsense with you? (laughs) So I am very interested to figure out how, like, where do you stay in the city and everything, but we'll have to come back to you for that. That leaves two players left. Would anyone like to volunteer or be voluntold? I can volunteer. Okay, Stella, go ahead and tell us what playbook are you playing? I will be playing the wolf. Ooh. All right, let's go ahead and get to the wolf. 
honestly, the wolf is one of my favorites. I'm not supposed to have favorites, but here we are. <laughs> um, all right. And so your starting question. Well, well, first, let's get your name. What's your name? My name is Astrid. You know, I'm going to be trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, I'm doing the uh, pointing eyes thing towards Foxglove right now. Trouble, trouble. <laughs> trouble, see trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your starting question. When did you first experience the change? I experienced the change when I came to the city, which is when I turned 18 and I was going to go to college. And how long have you been in the city? I've been in the city about six years now. Okay. What is the best part of your other form? So I love this question because it doesn't specify what my other form is. Yeah, it's called the wolf, but honestly, you can color this however you like. Okay. The best thing about my other form is that... It has given me access to a whole world of resources and people that I did not originally have. I have a very strong network of friends and support as a wolf. Okay. And who is the most important person in your territory? So I would also like to loop back on that one too, if possible. Rock and roll. Last question, what do you desperately need? It's funny that you say rock and roll because I totally imagine this character to be in a rock band called The Howlers, and we are all <laughs> werewolves. <laughs> oh my god. That's and awesome. I am the drummer. <laughs> oh. They never play shows under a full moon. Um <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? Huh? <laughs> oh, but I'm so sorry if I missed the answer. What do you desperately need was the last question. Oh, I desperately need money. I am a broke college student. Uh, that student debt is gonna come gets gonna catch up with you. <laughs> I was just about to be like <laughs> that's scarier than anything I could come up with. The scariest monster is Sally Mae. I hope um, I hope you went to a state school. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh, you don't want to Oh know. no, it's private college. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is Astrid. Eric, you're up. What playbook will you be playing today? I am playing the imp. Yeah! Oh, God, Oh, my yes. gosh. Yes. Here's what I love about the imp. You never know how somebody's going to play it. I've yeah. seen so many people play it so differently, and I love it every time. I'm too big of a fan of Lucifer <laughs> to pass up playing the imp. Awesome. And I might mean that literally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let me get your name. My name is... Zagamig. Said oh. quickly, it's Zagamig, but everyone calls him Ziggy. <laughs> and which, let me get the spelling of oh, In fact, Ziggy was my original name before I was named Eric because <laughs> I was turned around during the ultrasound and they didn't know. Birth mom, mom named me Ziggy. My original name was going to be Damien, but my mom was all like, that's too devilish. And like, <laughs> my, mom, my birth mom was a fan of Ziggy Stardust. So. Oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. And let me get the spelling of the original name. Sa um, the original name is Z-A mm -hmm. and then apostrophe G-A-M-I-G. M-I-G. Awesome. Your first starting question 
is how did you escape your servitude? So just to be just to be uh, open or clear with everybody in terms of how this playbook runs, it's basically you were subservient to a demon lord, but you're all like, I want to do my own thing. So <laughs> how did that happen? How did you escape your servitude? My lord was a happy de- uh, archdemon of envy named Leviathan. And uh, he was in um, a bit of a spat with an archangel named Uriel. When this was all happening, I kind of, uh, he was a little distracted. So I used certain languages, uh, asking certain questions, uh, parameters, setting them, guiding him into uh, basically setting a condition into which um, I found a way to manipulate my way out of servitude. So when he called upon me and I didn't show up, and I simply, I, 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 I'm a no-show at work, basically. <laughs> you no <laughs> called, no showed out of hell. Yeah. It was too nice. It was too nice topside, so I decided just a no-show. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I, that's how I quit my job at Target. <laughs> oh, I've done that before. Yeah, I've, I, I've done that. Oh, God. All right. So your next one is how long have you been in the city? I think it's only been a few months. Oh, you're f- you're fresh out of hell. Mm-hmm. Oh, fresh out of hell is a great band name. Yeah. Writing that down. Mm-hmm. There's a battle of the bands later. We just haven't signed up for yeah. it yet. Yeah, yeah. All right. And who do you call family in the city? I imagine there's probably a local bartender that I've become rather fond of. All right. I think it's somebody who has who is like an uh, an uh, like a elderly bartender somebody who has been here who's probably owned a bar here in chicago since the 60s oh yeah i don't know they why i immediately of... started thinking of Vunderbar. oh go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i think they have a lot of stories to tell and uh i like hearing <clears throat> i've kind of uh told some of my own stories okay who do you turn to when you're in trouble the same uh the same local bartender is an option or we can circle back to this i'm i i like i i'm thinking it'd be cool to circle back and tie it into the party but there's also part of me that's like i want it to be a rabbi oh absolutely (laughs) i want it to be an imp bartender and a rabbi walk into a bar (laughs) oh no absolutely we can do that yeah yeah yeah. do you have a name priests are too stuffy but the rabbi i can banter (laughs) with them they're great uh no i don't have a name just yet um okay let's see we'll come back to we've got two uh two npcs today the bartender and the rabbi but we Mm -hmm. can come back to that uh and next we have let's see who did you scam that still holds a grudge Ooh, yeah i think i think (laughs) that's actually going to be someone who's quite on the level of somebody you don't want to scam uh chicago of course is home to uh, some of the most <laughs> iconic organized crime um, in American history. Represent. I think, yeah, I think um, I think it's going to be someone in a crime family, probably. Okay. In fact, I suspect that this is somebody who I was probably assigned to. Um, let's just say he was one of my case files that I was working on, and when I got free, I decided to stop working the case file, which not only pissed off Leviathan, but also left my uh my client in a lurch when they were depending on me because uh, i didn't need their soul anymore i don't i don't need to send that anywhere and so that i've kind of pissed off two birds with one very very large stone might i pitch a name to you for this yeah. individual that you pissed yeah, off? Yeah, yeah i was thinking a mr braxton 
Mr. Braxton. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's essentially uh, that's essentially how we start. Well, go ahead. Noir, I do want to clarify. I am playing with you. Maybe oh, I'm that so sorry. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, then let's get it going. I, I want to I send you everything so much sooner. I'm so sorry. Uh, all right. Then, oh, this is actually even better. So please tell me what playbook are you playing? Oh, so the a question that I have for uh, you, but really everybody is tonally where we at. Like normally I, I go in for like goofs and laughs. Uh, but if everybody wants to play this really straight, I can do that as well. Um, just right off the bat, because playing playing a devil-like character often comes with like flags on gaslighting and all kinds of nasty stuff. I'm planning on playing this character very similar to the Lucifer show. So it's going to be like PG evil. Gotcha. Gotcha. PG, PG 13 evil. Yeah. And in case you're wondering what, what tone that I'm going for, uh, I want you to, it's, it's very weird. Just bear with me. Always study in Philadelphia. Nice. Beats Lucifer, honestly. <laughs> like, uh, excellent. Then I, yeah, I'm going to be playing the wizard for sure. Awesome. So let me tell you guys, uh, let me tell you something that you've all done uh, without realizing that you did it, which is that this system relies on basically everybody being on a different faction, right? And we have five players. We're still, like, the balance isn't thrown off. And I just I think that that's really cool that y'all did that. Um, so, so anyway, let's uh, let's get your wizard today. Uh, that's gonna be Kazoodle. <laughs> I want to. Sorry, see can if I, I get that again, please? Kazoodle. K a z u d d l e. K a z o o d l e. Kazoodle. Awesome. Nice. I. That's I have... a Croatian in origin. Uh, it has an origin. Can you use it in a sentence? No. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to insult any culture by implying that Kazoodle could be from that culture. That feels feels like That's it's going to end up being reductive. <laughs> so next, we've got your intro question, mm -hmm. which is, how did you learn to wield magic? I used to hang out with a bunch of like older guys when I was younger and I locked one of them in a tree and took his powers <laughs> and they wrote a book about it and got a lot of details wrong <laughs> okay no that's that's, really that's cool. amazing how long have you been in the city L like Staying dedicated in the city, probably just a few decades, but like I've had my eye on it since before it was a city. It's just like, oh, it'd be, it'd be so cool if that swamp turned into a city one day. Oh, you're old, old. I like this. What mistake keeps you up at night? It's not going to be locking up an old guy in a tree. <laughs> no, no. I feel pretty good about that one. Um, I... Uh, you know, I'm a pretty lonely guy. I do spend a lot of late evenings contemplating my orb. And, you know, there can be a little bit of drinking uh, with that. And sometimes I will send messages. And when I wake up in the morning, I forget who I sent a message to. 
Are you sending you up divinations? Yeah, yeah. Well, you up prophecies, so these are future exes of mine. It's confusing uh, being a wizard, but yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you up prophecies is also a good band name. <laughs> Writing that down? <laughs> All right. And what have you sacrificed for your power? My dignity. I'd say. Oh, how so? Elaborate. I want in on this. So when I say wizard, I do mean a guy in a pointy hat with moons and stars on his robe. <laughs> that is what makes the powers work. So you have to look, you have to be traditional wizard in a modern day world. It makes it extremely difficult to like navigate on the down low thankfully like being in a larger city like there are some allowances made for people who are just walking around looking like wizards listen but, it's chicago i've seen people on the red line yeah exactly <laughs> like stuff it, it does tend to upset a lot of people who are like we, hey, we're trying to keep things on the down low here can you not just walk around as a wizard you you make a lot of enemies really quickly <laughs> nice. Next, we have what conflict are you trying to me mediate? Oh, this is good. I think every conflict. Kazoodle <laughs> fancies himself a people person um, and sticks his nose into other people's business where it absolutely does not belong. Trying to solve all of the world's problems. Not trying to solve all the world's problems. Trying to solve all the world's interpersonal conflicts, which is very different and arguably worse. <laughs> Personal conflicts. You try right. opening up an advice column, like in the paper, maybe a blog. I mean- Ask Gazoodle. <laughs> yeah, if I hadn't upset all of the people who publish all of the papers in various supernatural circles, like that would be definitely something that I'd be super, super good at. But I kind of have to prove myself to people by finding their most difficult personal conflicts and inserting myself into that situation to make myself <laughs> feel like a hero. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's me, Noir, your game master, master of ceremonies, GM, dungeon master, whatever you want to call me. Somehow I've ended up here in the middle of the show and you've ended up here with me. So we might as well talk about some stuff. Hey, you know what you should get your hands on, dear listener? You should check out the ultimate RPG campfire card deck made by, well, somebody you should be pretty familiar with james it's 150 cards for sparking in-game conversations take your tabletop roleplay to the next level with this first of its kind deck filled with questions to help you get to know your character and your party forbes says in their review it's a good fit for any downtime moment in any genre you can pick up your ultimate RPG campfire card deck at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, bam, Books A Million, or Bookshop. Hey, did you know the listener survey for the one-shot host auditions are coming out? We'd like listeners to let us know how you feel about each candidate and their game, including mine. 
patrons can look for updates with links to each survey on Patreon, while public feed listeners can find survey links at oneshotpodcast.com. Make sure to support your favorites and help us choose between all these talented performers. And now, a word from our sponsors. Fully sweat to say that. All right. Uh, oh, and I, I'm going to have to run this back uh, with you, Eric, but we have starting gear. But uh, mm. we'll do Kazoodle real quick, and then we'll come back uh, yep. to Ziggy. Kazoodle, you start with a nice apartment or simple house, a crappy car, a decent cell phone, and a sanctum, and one useful weapon of choice. Your choices are a snub nose revolver, a 9mm Glock, or a sword. Gosh, that is, it's hard to tell what's funnier. It, it's really hard to tell if it's funnier to walk around like Gandalf, just fully strapped with a sword. Or, Abracadabra, or bang, bang, bang. a wizard with a gun is just, I think I'm going to go with the snub nose revolver. I feel like Kazoodle keeps it on an ankle hoster. And mage the ascension style. Yeah. Nice. Just sort of lift up the the star spangled robe to show that you've got yourself a little garter gun. All right, and we're gonna just gonna hop back over to uh Ziggy real quick because your starting gear, oh boy, you can you start with either an upscale house or apartment, a car mm. or a utility van and a smartphone. That's choice one. Choice two, a sentimental gift from a family member. Or choice three, a ritual object binding you to this realm. Oh, no, no, no. I want the upscale. <laughs> I'm going to live in style. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that seems uh, about right. Not having transportation means I can ask somebody else for a ride. And that's an opportunity to have conversations. True. I mean, honestly... There's tons of people in Chicago that just take the L bus or Uber, so you're you're in good company. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got some questions to circle back to now that we are all informed about each other's characters. Uh keep in mind we are going to do uh we're going to do appearances and uh pronouns and all of all of that good stuff uh, when we introduce the character. Right now we're just working with the pure concept of them, if that's okay with everybody. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. Yeah. All right. So I believe we go back to the Fae because yours was the first question that we were going to circle back to, which was Who is your closest confidant or lover? Anita, how are you feeling? Uh, oh, Gideon? It just seems like Foxglove would vex Gideon. <laughs> oh, yes. In just the right way. Mm hmm. I do agree with this. I do agree that uh, 100%. Uh, Gideon is very straight-laced and having an absolute chaos monster as a partner. I love that for them. Not a single thing about Foxglove straight, so this will be perfect. A high-powered attorney with a literal manic pixie dream girl as (laughs) a partner is very good. Manic pixie dream they. Oh, man. So that... Oh, absolutely good call. Next, we have the wolf... And your question was, who is the most important person in your territory? So I think it'd be very interesting if someone lived in my territory that might not normally 
live in my territory. Mm. Uh, I would open this up to the party if anyone wants to grab it. I absolutely live in your territory. That's that's no question to me. <laughs> okay, I love it. Uh, I love to imagine that this is like the one building that is incredibly bougie yep. and has like a doorman and all the other buildings everywhere else like have like restaurants and stores on the first floor and people live above them. Yeah, Kazoodle the wizard is the first sign of gentrification. It is it is oh, not good. No. You do not want him in your neighborhood. <laughs> oh, no. oh. Banish the wizard. Property taxes are going up. <laughs> oh god. That is so funny. All right. So now yeah, Kazoodle's the most important person in our territory. <laughs> yeah, the most important because you probably want to get rid of him. <laughs> We've tried. Oh, uh, all right. So we now understand who these characters are in concept. So now we have to we have to start connecting with debts. We're going to start backwards. Uh, we're going to start with you. Uh, we're going to start with you, Astrid, with okay. your debt questions. So someone intervened on your behalf when you crossed someone powerful from another circle. You owe them a debt. A circle again being. Mortalis, knight, power, wild. Mortalis mm-hmm. being mortals, knights being things like vampires, power being things like wizards, wild being things like the fae. Okay. I definitely punched someone in the face when they came to our dive bar because they were being a pretentious butt. And uh, yeah, I didn't care who they were. I wanted to put them in their place. <laughs> All right. So. And cool. I regret it. <laughs> Would you like to assign this? Well, actually, so what the way this works is we put, we save the debt, and if anyone feels that, that their character would have stepped in, you take the debt. If nobody says anything, we assign the debt. So... Does anyone want to get punched in yeah, the face? Yeah, I want to get punched in the face. Okay. Yeah, so you're, you're, actually, you're actually not the person that got punched in the face. Uh. Astrid punched somebody in the face from your circle. So it would have been... Astrid punched another wizard, and before the wizard could cast a spell or defend themselves, you calm the situation down on Astrid's behalf. Okay, okay. Okay. So uh, in, uh, replace wizard with whatever you are. So if you're like uh, Forsworn or a fae or an imp, Astrid punched, <laughs> Astrid punched one of your kid, and you were just like, hey, let it go. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I feel actually like that that's less relevant to me because I don't know that Kazoodle has uh influence that sort of yeah. I don't know that he has many friends. I think that <laughs> I think I might say that uh, that might be Gideon. Um maybe oh. uh maybe a couple of the the lawyers decided to hit up a dive bar just to sort of see how the little people and started demeaning people around the place. And one of them mm-hmm, got maybe mm-hmm. like a little too like dickish for lack of a better term and got punched yes. in the face. And I love it. Gideon probably calmed the situation. I was just like, you are being an ass. Get out of here. Now, Anita, are, are these just like nebulously immortal figures? Like, do we know what they are? Or it's just like, it's just, that's just the partners. They're immortal. <laughs> Nobody knows. I think the partners uh, might be immortal. Some of them might be vampires. It's it's unclear. 
we have a real Wolfram and Hart kind of situation mm-hmm. happening. Yeah, it, it, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Is Wolfram and Hart from uh, Angel? <laughs> I love that y'all know that. Um, okay, so the second death question is: Someone hired you for a job and you you effed it all up. Uh, tell them why another obligation got in the way. You owe them a debt. So Astrid, you were doing the job for somebody and uh, something got in the way and you couldn't do it. Okay. I get hired to track people down all the time. I'm very good at finding things because I know the right people and I have the skill set required for that. I let someone's uh, job kind of slip through my fingers because I flaked on the obligation to go to band practice. (laughs) Oh, God. That's the most unrealistic thing I've heard all day. (laughs) What? Skipping work by doing stuff you like? No, somebody somebody working hard to go to band practice. I've had a terrible (laughs) time with these issues. (laughs) Okay. So who, who hired Astrid for this job? Who who probably pays someone to go find people for them? Uh, I don't want to double up is my only thing. is Because that would actually also make sense for Gideon after after the incident at the party. Like, listen, you're good at tracking people down. Sometimes I need to serve subpoenas. Oh, that makes so I, much sense, though. I worth, love that. Are you okay I, with I, us doubling up? I don't yeah. mind you doubling up as long as it makes sense. And that makes sense. So, yeah. hey. That makes perfect sense. Listen, I need people to, I, sometimes I need to serve people and sometimes they're hard to find. Uh, can I rely on you for that? And then you flaked and I'm like, Astrid. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. All right. And the last one for Astrid. Someone lives in your territory benef- benefiting from your protection. They owe you a debt. Now that's Kazoodle. <laughs> Why does that sound like a, its own catchphrase? Now that's Kazoodle. <laughs> there needs to be like a sting in there, like Kazoodle is uh, the annoying no, I, neighbor oh. character in every sitcom. Oh my god, you're Kramer. What's up, Eric? I had a question because I just noticed that my playbook tells me I have an establishment. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. Just so- wanted to see. If- we can, we can get to that in a second, but I was just like, oh, I just noticed that. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm, I'm writing down information about it now, but yeah. So what's really cool is like, for example, wizards get a sanctum. They get their own like little magic area. Amps get like their own business, essentially. It could be whatever. Like uh, I, I've, I've seen people do pawn shops. I've seen them do video rental stores. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that's always my favorite thing with the imp as well um but speaking of we we should we are going to move on to someone else's death i said we're going to work backwards so i believe kazoodle you are next all right so your debt your first starting debt is someone tempted your ward away uh from you and into danger ask them what it costs uh your ward to walk this path they owe you a debt. Okay. Okay. I clearly, I think, am living in the werewolf ward because whatever ward I used to control or whatnot is just gone from me. And gosh, that's somebody's fault, huh? 
Who wants so? Uh, uh, and just to clarify, uh, what they mean by award is like you have a, essentially a wizard's apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, okay. Yeah, just. Oh, no, I thought just, I thought that meant like Chicago awards for a second, like <laughs> oh, literally the district. No. Okay. So yeah, you have yourself a little wizard's apprentice. They come around uh, at times. One of the things that we'll be making a little later when we go over what moves everybody has selected. Um, but yeah, just with this debt, uh, someone has tempted your ward away, try, trying to get them to leave the path of magic, as it were, uh, and into danger. Uh, ask them what it costs your ward to walk that path, and they owe you a debt. So who here seems like they would be like, hey, don't be a wizard, be this instead. And I have an idea of who, who, of who that might be <laughs> already. But let's mm. hear it out. Anybody want that debt? Say hmm. I. Which I... one is it again? Oh, there it is. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it could easily be either mm-hmm. either of us. Uh, so <laughs> if good. you if it if it speaks to you, Ziggy, uh the word temptation does seem to be a good keyword for either of us. Um <laughs> so certainly I would give you right of first refusal from that. Its own right, its own ritual, in fact, the right of first refusal. But uh, yes, does this uh, interest you? Otherwise, I will be taking it. Go for it. Excellent. All right, so looks like you got it. You've tempted away my ward. Mm. Ask them what it costs your ward to walk that path. So what path are you trying to lead the ward on? And what will it cost them to walk it? They were interested in magic. And I know a very magical place. <laughs> Oh and this my is god. The beginning of, this is the beginning oh of the Changely game. That's yeah. Yeah. I have <laughs> not seen my apprentice in months. They are just absolutely gone. Oh, it hasn't been months to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that's so that's so messed up. <laughs> All right. Someone is your go-to. When you get into trouble, providing information or muscle to get things done, you owe them two debts. Who is this going to be? Zagamig. <laughs> that just feels right. It just feels right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I- Didn't you summon me one time? <laughs> oh, yeah. Trapped you in a circle. That's right. I remember. <laughs> We haven't even started. It's already awesome. Uh, that's two debts, uh, Ziggy, that you have on uh, on Kazoodle. Oh, boy. I got to let you know that different classes can do different things with debts. Owen the Fae is the worst. Owen the Imp is the next worst. <laughs> um, that said, let me put that down. <sighs> All right, and please make sure you keep track of who you have debts on because remember that is currency. And the last question for you, Kazoodle, or the last uh, debt is you are helping someone keep a dangerous secret from powerful members of their circle. They owe you a debt. <laughs> who wants this one? Don't be shy. Hmm. hmm. Hold on, let me read that one. <laughs> is that, that almost sounds like it ties into... 
I mean, it does. Someone keep a dangerous secret from powerful members of their circle. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Attorney client privilege. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, I uh, think that I might have helped Kazoodle out of a legal scrape and uh, a secret might have been imparted to Gideon and that's now covered <laughs> under attorney client privilege and it might be something big revolving around like the law firm. I I think I think oh yeah so wait you okay that's right I know a thing about you in this case or is it the Ooh, other is that what that is uh, who who owes whom the debt to whom so is they the would owe Kazoodle the debt so Kazoodle yes. is helping this person hide the secret so I think that Gideon might have stumbled upon something about the partners in the law firm that might be a very important secret I think that. Ooh, I have an idea. I have a pitch for you. I think Gideon ha stumbled across a secret that, that was so uh, earth-shattering and important that Gideon went to a local wizard to have it extracted from their memories. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. Because if the partners found out that you knew. If they found out that I know. Yeah, you oh, they'd be fired. able to smell it on you. As soon as you walked into work, <laughs> they'd see it in the little wrinkles of your brain. I was, when we, That's so cool. When there's the mistake of, of thinking that it was uh, Kazoodle that was hiding the secret, I was just imagining Kazoodle in court and like the oh, court yeah. drawings. <laughs> like everybody in court clothing, like, you know, suits and all that kind of stuff. And then just this the wizard on the stand. <laughs> all right. That is going to bring, that is all of Kazoodle's debts. And that will bring us to do, 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 the Sworn, which is you, Gideon. Here's me. Here is your first debt. Someone gives you information about a circle you don't understand. You owe them a debt. I think that would be my manic pixie partner. Mm -hmm. I do know a... lots of things, and sometimes I even tell you accurate stuff. So yeah, I think that they share a lot of uh, that information with me, and I uh, it's somewhat helpful to the things that uh, to the work that I need to do for the firm. So okay. I owe right. them for that. So one, I like it, and two, this gives us the excuse to talk about how stats work. They're really simple. So you'll see you'll see above your intro questions their starting status and starting mm -hmm. circles. What these represent are how well you know and interact with other circles other than your own. So for you, Gideon, looking at your starting circles, you start with Mortalis at negative one, Knight at zero, Power at one, and Wild at one. And you get to add one to any of them. Because this has to be a faction that you don't understand, I am not allowing you to add it to uh, Wild. Okay. Then it would have to be either uh, Mortalis Knight or Power. Mm-hmm. Um, who among us is... Uh, what factions are we all in, might I ask? So if you take a look at your playbook here... As I know that uh, I'm part of Power as, uh, mm -hmm. as the Sworn... Correct. Wizards are also power. Fae is wild. Imp, I do believe, is knight. 
and where and uh wolf is also knight i'm just so impressed with all of the brilliant dynamic hacks of pbta <laughs> right just how well people have created these amazing layers uh for just such a simple but beautifully just elegant dramatic system for rpg it's really impressive mortalis it's humans who have crossed the boundary between the mortals and supernatural to protect humanity, invest secrets of the shadows, steal power from the monsters. Night are people who have been irrevocably changed into creatures of the night and monsters of the shadow. Vampires, werewolves, and ghosts all belong to night. Power are entities that have obtained supernatural power or gifts through training, blessing, or curse. Wizards, oracles, and immortals all belong to power. And wild are strange beings who hail from outside our world. Fairies and demons belong to wild, and many creatures, bizarre and strange, find a home in wild as well. Mm. Okay. Um, Curiously uh, enough, demon, uh, the imp has starts with a knight of one and a wild of one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why the imp is at night, but it's curious. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe because he the imp is free and they can. Sure. You know what? That's that's probably what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Okie dokie. But back to... So if that's the case, then I think it might be uh, might be my werewolf buddy. Okay, Astrid. I, I think uh, Gideon maybe kept coming to that uh, dive bar that Astrid is very fond of and occasionally gets stories about what goes on with the other wolves. Uh, gets the werewolf tea, as it were, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, gets in on that from that angle. I like it. All right. Your next debt is you secretly help someone get justice for a wrong done upon them. They owe you a debt. Tell them why you helped. So who here was greatly wronged and you stepped in and helped them out? Mm. Ziggy, you were previously indentured to a certain entity known as Leviathan. One of the arch demons of hell. Yes. One of the arch demons of hell. Uh, it, it's possible that uh, the uh, the angel that uh, started the the beef with Uriel, Uriel, sort of god, sort of god. You know how it is. You know how it is. Uh, it's certain that uh, it's possible that uh, that certain uh, certain members of my firm might have uh, perhaps <laughs> instigated such a. Are you, are such you a feud? That Uriel hired your law firm to send a cease and desist to the Archdevil. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how it is. Uh, the devil is in the details. I I walked right into that one. Really how do you did. feel about that, Ziggy? Yeah. Uh, and that might have uh, that might have mm -hmm. inadvertently caused Ziggy's departure from uh, his previous employer. All right. Gave me my opening to get out yeah <laughs> litigation from hell quite mm -hmm. literally uh and finally your service forced you to punish or kill someone's ally or friend on behalf of your masters you owe them a debt does anybody want to volunteer for this one <laughs> here's the thing i feel like it's really really a bad idea to mess with the fae would you like to have messed with the fae <laughs> Of course I would. Fantastic. Oh no. So yeah, I I might have killed a fairy or two. Probably just the one. 
It's hard I like to... the idea that perhaps I was supposed to do a vengeance on you, and I just found you so dang charming. I like that. <laughs> I'm mercurial like that. So here we are. Or maybe this is part of the revenge. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wow, like the idea. None of you ever will know. I like the I idea the of like, this, this smash cut to like the fake courts and like Foxglove, uh, a sword of the Queen of Air and Darkness, uh, gets sent to uh, gets sent to kill uh, Gideon, the one who slew a former champion of the Queen, and Gideon and uh, and Foxglove's like, you got it, and then comes and just like. You know what? Nah. I got you. And they're going on little dates. Listen, it looks like they're going on little dates. Being in a toxic dates. relationship is punishment enough. <laughs> and at high enough doses, Foxglove is definitely toxic. <laughs> Plus there's a whole court court thing that I like. Here. I like I like mm-hmm. I like this. It's all court court. Oh. Yeah. The people's court. Nice. Uh alrighty. That that moves us right along to the amp. All right, Ziggy, we got some questions. They need mm-hmm. answers. Someone is a consistent patron or customer of your establishment, regularly relying on you for your service or assistance. They owe you two debts. <laughs> Can, first, let's get what uh, what ideas do you have for your establishment? You know, the first, first, so, so when I was I was looking at the play sheet and I was looking over my establishment. I've already come up with a name and what it is, but what it does secretly behind the scenes. And one of the things it does secretly behind the scenes is I peddle in appraising and selling magical objects. <laughs> so immediately I was like, oh my God, if it's Kazoodle, that would give, that would be four debts. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Because Kazoodle's probably like, I can get you that. That's not a problem. Come on, man. You know I'm good for it. Mm, yeah, this shouldn't be a problem. I haven't paid you back before, but doesn't mean I won't yeah. eventually pay you back. Not a problem. Oh. A demon was killed recently just a few blocks from here. I managed to pull the rings off their finger. I'm sure you can have one of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So that's. Two de- two more debts for you, uh, Kazoodle. The next debt is, you offered someone work when no one else would give them the time of day. Ask them if they worked out. Uh, ask them if it worked out in the, uh in your favor. They owe you a debt either way. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna put this out there so anybody can jump in and take it. But Ziggy owns a kink nightclub bar <laughs> called Impious. Does anybody want a job? <laughs> Did anybody need a job checking it out and just like I need money? <laughs> Do you provide money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it pays well. Oh yeah, I work there. It's upscale. <laughs> Everyone oh. is. It's a chill upscale, uh, totally like well-respected establishment. Lies. I barely see anyone with scales, and I keep looking. <laughs> well, that's because we have private rooms, and they're up. Private. You gotta look up. That's where the scales What's are. What's private? <laughs> <laughs> yep you've come to the right place <laughs> alright and your last debt is you partner with someone on your schemes both of you profiting in equal measure you owe each other two debts oh that's awesome <laughs> I think I know where this one's going but uh if anybody wants this say aye 
How you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there it would be so rad. Uh, imp as an imp, like as a demon, Ziggy would absolutely be totally down to getting to know Faye. That's huh. uh, just like the, the like, You do contracts, we do contracts. They're, they're they're like we understand each other. Exactly. We think we are correctly speaking each other's language, except totally not at all, because they yeah. are just if we are like the Spanish and Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of totally. supernatural beings. <laughs> so close, but like, oh, sometimes you really did just say that about a dishwasher. <laughs> All right. So you both owe each other two debts, which feels real right with a devil yeah. in a face. Where it's like, neither side's going to get the upper, upper hand on each other. Like, yeah. oh, that's perfect. Oh, okie dokie. This episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. Imperial by Midnight Daydream. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. All right, gang. Well, that's it for episode one of our Tales of Urban Shadows. I really do hope that you enjoyed this has been a wonderful adventure in terms of auditioning, and we're going to be back with part two next week. I can't wait to continue the story with all of you. But until we do meet again, I do have a suggestion to do a little bit of good in the world, and who doesn't want to do that? So, please... Consider donating to Maui United Way, Maui Fire and Disaster Relief Donation. In early August, when catastrophic wildfires forced Maui residents from their longtime homes and into an unknown future, Maui's United Way's small yet mighty local team transitioned to an around-the-clock disaster response team, leveraging their 75 years of community service on Maui. So let's give them a little bit of backup. Feel free to give them a call at 808-244-8787, or you can reach out MauiUnitedWay.org slash Disaster Relief. Again, that's MauiUnitedWay.org slash Disaster Relief. And as always, remember to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to the fine team over here at One Podcast Network. Thank you again so much, and I'll see you next week. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod. Or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.